And I said, if you're asking the question, are you really ready for the answer I'm, gonna, I'm about to give you? Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of the Supply Chain Ambassador Podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, helping you navigate the world of supply chain in a fun and engaging way. How do you implement a successful organizational financial policy? Please welcome Dominique Paget, our special guest on today's podcast episode. Dominique is currently the Director of Financial Policy, Monitoring and Reporting at Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada. She holds a CPA and a CA title. Dominic is down to earth. She constantly strives for success while always putting her employees first and ensuring their well-being. Along with her team, she values the importance of delivering high quality projects and valuable interpretations of financial policies to which departments along with its clients can refer to. This ensures a strong internal control financial system and reliable financial reports. So, without further ado, please welcome Dominique. Hello, Dominique. Hi, Bruno. Nice to meet you. Can you describe your journey and how you got to your current role? Of course I can. It's a long journey. Won't tell you what age I am, but I've been working in a nonprofit organization for a few years. But at the end, I wanted a bigger challenge and decided to go with another nonprofit, which is a school board, and spent about nine years of my life in there doing accounting, procurement, and all sorts of things, right? I was really busy and I worked long hours. You know, when you want to change things, sometimes your staff or employees, they feel insecure and their option was to bully me and to uh, force me uh, to go on this sick leave. (laughs) I couldn't take this no more, you know, young age, 33. I had all the knowledge, all the power I thought I had because I was fresh coming out of school with a diploma and my titles in hands. And I really wanted everything to happen and be efficient in all sorts of things. So I decided to take a year off and go on sick leave, get what I had to get resolved and get better, came back and still didn't get have the chance to do what, what I wanted to do is having a more efficient payment system. Mm-hmm. So I was recruited from a friend from the office of the Auditor General, and then I became a project leader. I returned back, not to school, but to audit school in the OAG and returning to audit. So I've learned, again, I got all a refresher on my audit standards, accounting standards and everything, and then learn. I was the project leader for public accounts of the government of Nunavut. And I did a lot of uh, Crown Corps and all that. So I gathered a lot of knowledge in there and then working again, 300 to 400 hours of overtime, which was way too much with young family. I just, my, my kids couldn't take it no more. They wanted their mommy back. So I decided, okay, I have to try something else. And then I got recruited for, from the department 
RCC in 2011. So that's when I started my journey as a financial analyst in financial policy. It was great. I developed a passion. I never thought I'd love financial policy as much because there were lots of ad hoc projects. And then the first big project I had was to put into um, application the Treasury Board Directive on account verification. And I had to deploy those new direct, that new directive with financial procedures. I've trained 850 people at least in the entire department to change the way we were doing business and how we were paying to ensure we were more efficient, reduce fraud, ensure internal controls were at their peak and that the department was protected, right? Yeah. So I did that, and then that's where I developed all my real réseautage. Um, uh, I don't know how to say that in English, but with all my partners and stakeholders, and because of all the knowledge I had, I had the opportunity to become a director. And because I did audit, because I did public accounts, because I had experience in financial policy, mm-hmm. that's how I became the director of financial policy, monitoring and reporting. Okay. So this is my journey. Wow, that's quite the journey. Wow. You never know in yeah. your career where yeah. it will get you, but at one point, it, it gets you somewhere that you can put all experience and competency together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jeez. So why is the work you do so important? Well, I want to make sure that decision maker they have the financial information they need to make important decisions for the continuity of their business. I want to ensure that the government in Canada is managing its financial resources efficiently mm-hmm. and that it can be measured by respecting the accounting standards and having efficient internal control. We provide to the Deputy Minister on an annual basis yeah. an assurance that all the controls are in place and the information we are reporting is as per the accounting standards. So she can compare her information with other departments and she knows that we are comparable. And so all elements when making decisions are the same in all departments or similar, maybe not the same, but similar in some ways. What would you say are some misconceptions about the work that you do? That finance is boring. Clearly not. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I have many ad hoc projects and everything I do, there's nothing that is a routine. Of course, except for the reporting, the annual reporting that I have, statutory deadline. But as for the rest, everything is a new journey. I get to embark with projects, with colleagues. I assist in the controlling shop. I'm there to ensure efficiency is there and that we are reporting the correct information. So people are planning, people are spending, people are collecting and I'm reporting and I'm making sure that we are reporting correctly. So to me, not a single day is boring. Wow. What are some of the challenges that you have faced? Challenges are when I have to manage poor performance. I want employees to realize their full potential. I may see things another way. I am not afraid of saying exactly what they need 
to improve. Some people in the government, they use their white gloves way too often. Mm. I want to ensure that um, that people are positive and motivated and I want to develop them and make sure that they see the big picture that we're trying to achieve. And I'm really lucky because in my team, everybody strives for excellence. And this is one of the big values of the government of Canada for which I cannot separate myself from. Maybe a little bit overperforming because of that, but I'm trying to keep it simple. Maybe that's the three or four hundred over hour uh, time, hour, hour, but anyway, so I, I, I'm trying to make sure that employees have the control of their career path. They make things happen because that's where they want to go. I want to make sure that when they found stuff boring, why is it that they're finding it boring? Why are they not motivated? Do they really like what they're doing? Or is it because they don't understand why they have to do it? Sometimes we're more of, this is not my responsibility, this is someone else's responsibility. Instead of saying, hey, we are a whole, we are a department, we're all driving towards the same direction. Yeah. So, so when you don't lose the objective, the main big objective of everything, mm -hmm. yes, you have to cut it down in little pieces, but at the end, you have to remember why you're doing it. So for me, when people are not motivated and, and they feel like they don't find their purpose, this is where I, be, I come into play and I like to have chit chats with my employees to make sure I don't have to deal and manage poor performance. Can you explain what the white glove reference meant? <laughs> what, what? The, the white glove reference. Well, the white glove is, you know, when people, you say to someone, oh, you're doing a great job, you're doing a great job, you're doing a great job. But at the end, they're not delivering, they're not meeting timelines, they're not doing what they have to do. Or they want to go to a, to a level up, but they're missing or they need to develop some competency. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you put the, 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 the candy at the end, oh, you're going to do it, you're going to do it, but you're never telling the person what is it that they have to do to be able to get to the next level. So if it's a question of attitude, sometimes it's really hard. I remember having a chit chat with an employee and she said, there's something between us that I could not know what it is, but there's something there. And I said, if you're asking the question, are you really ready for the answer I'm, gonna, I'm about to give you? Mm -hmm. And we had the real conversation. Mm -hmm. So white gloves to me is, you're not saying the right story the person should have has a performance development strategy. Wow. What advice can you give to those interested in the field of public sector finance? Well, everything is about finance, right? Because you always have to pay, get something, organize services, procure for goods, services. So at the end, I said, Finance is where you'll get a lot of recognition. Finance is the basis of doing business. Finance is always about how much it costs and how much money is left to achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. So you'll always be the best friend of your partners because they need you 
to develop and put into place whatever projects that they have. So you need to be a partner. So you'll have many friends. You'll never work alone. Yeah. And you will always have fun because you'll be part of the success of your partners. Wow. <laughs> How can listeners find out more information? Well, there's FMI. What's the full abbreviation? Uh, it's a financial, financial management institute. I think that's it. There's GC Connects. There's the uh, Treasury Board Secretariat Financial Community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a financial finance community in our department too, to uh, where you can send a resume or ask questions. And there's me. Yeah, we're hand in hand with the director who's leading the financial community to make sure that we do have the, the competency in hand and people in hand to achieve whatever we have as projects. Yeah. Any call to actions? If I have a call for action, if finance is something that is interesting for you, well, have your degree in accounting, get your CPA designation. And the beauty of it is if you come to RCC, we have a program to make sure that we do allow our employees to train in order to get their bachelor degree and their CPA designation by giving them a study leave. So we do support our employees who want to get further up in the finance branch. You definitely take care of your employees. I think that shows. Yes, we're trying. (laughs) Well, that's all my questions that I had for today. I will leave with the quote of the day today, which is by the American personal finance personality and radio host, Dave Ramsey, who said this quote, you must gain control over your money or the lack of it will forever control you. (laughs) I agree. Didn't I say that money is the basis of business? So we're not too far. Wow, I've learned so much uh, just sitting with you to do this podcast. And I definitely encourage listeners to check out the resources that you have mentioned. And you had such a great journey from where you started to where you are. And it sounds like you're continuing to inspire and to support those uh, and lead them in the right directions. Like no white glove treatment. I really love that. (laughs) No, because performance is about saying the real thing and to give the ability to that person to have an introspection about themselves and question themselves where is it that they want to go because sometimes we're lying to ourselves and don't we don't realize it and when there's someone there asking you the right question and if you're not afraid of the answers mm-hmm. maybe you'll get where you really want to go and where you really want to be asking the right questions that's all i do in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry my English was not better. I hope your audience will not have too many problems with it. Uh, I'm not E yet. I'm just C. (laughs) But uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine.